Cool. Welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday, everybody. Hope you guys are doing awesome wherever you are in the world today. Hope you've uh, had some time to work with your mules and your horses, your donkeys this week. I hope it is going good for you. Uh, hope you guys are doing the everyday mulemanship challenge. Hope that's going good. Uh, how many of you guys watched this week's everyday mulemanship challenge video? Hit the like button, the thumbs up button if you watched it. Um, it was a little different this week. Tell me what you thought of it. And for those of you that haven't watched it yet, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> you got to go watch it. You got to go watch it. So, hey, we got my friend Joan from, uh, Joanne from Narbathong, Australia. Right on. Good to see you on here. Well, um, I don't have any sponsors to recognize this week, but I will give a shout out to my good buddies. You know, uh, Joseph G. Salary and Ernest Brenneman Salary, they are awesome. Make sure you guys hit them up if you're looking for something good, for some saddles or gear or whatever. Um, so that's the only people I have to mention this week. They are great. But uh, I want to get into a uh, meal tip this week or a horse tip. A lot of you guys have horses that are watching. It's all the same. Nothing different I'm going to tell you here. But this, I opened up my journal. So I got my... Awesome mule journal. See the mule there? There's the words. <laughs> I like to keep a journal. Um, maybe someday I can sell this for some big bucks. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I, I liked, I really liked this note. I wrote it, I wrote it down um, earlier this year. But uh, it's just a question. It says, "Does your mule think you are a liar?" <laughs> And, uh, you know, when you guys write things down, doesn't it bring back memories? You know, at least that's how journals work for me. You know, you write this stuff down. When you read it back again, it plays in your mind. And I remember when I wrote that, um, you know, working, uh, it was it was actually during our, our spring rock crawling clinic. Um, that's the nickname, our extreme trail clinic that we have. And uh, I wrote down, does your mule think you're a liar? And I remember, um, you know, working through an obstacle and one of the participants, their mule, didn't really, didn't really want to do it. And I could kind of tell that the human didn't really want to do it either, but they just asked. And, you know, I don't like people to, to do anything in our clinics for under peer pressure. Um, and I kind of think they were anyways. So, and, and I remember like, your mule doesn't believe you. And neither do I. I don't believe that you want to do that. And they were like, "You're right. I don't want to do it." <laughs> you know. And and uh, but so many times, and that's just one example. You know. But so many times, you have to ask yourself, "Does your mule think that you are a liar?" Okay. You know. And um, for example, it could be you know keeping them centered. You know, we we think you know if you guys have been to one of my clinics, you've thought about this, you've worked on this, keeping them centered. Um, and you know, are you a liar? Are you really going to try to keep him centered? Are you that focused on your ride that you're keeping him centered all the time? Um, because it's pretty common. I see a lot of folks, you know, the first part of the ride, they, they work at it and they're pretty serious, like, you know, keeping them centered. And then they kind of get, go eat lunch and then they head back from lunch and it's like, nah, I did my mulemanship this morning. So I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And then 
on the way down, the mule's kind of doing what it wants to do. Again, does your mule think you're a liar? Does your mule believe you? So when you ask him to do something, are you going to, you know, are you going to kind of stick to what you know? Um, so anyways, that, yeah, that was just, I opened up the journal today and that's what I come across. So I wanted to say that, you know, you guys can think about that. Um, your, your mules know how honest you are, you know, with what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, and that brings up, you know, kind of another thing that we've talked about in the past, you know, sticking to your standards, you know, like not letting mules eat on the trail. You know, poor little Ellie, she's always fighting Tina. Uh, Tina's trying to eat on the trail, you know, and it's something that, you know, every time, Ellie, you got to block it. You got to block it. Don't let, don't let her eat. Don't let her eat. And, um, but if she, you know, if she's like, ah, oh, fine, I give up and lets Tina eat, you know, that kind of, you know, does your mule think you're a liar? So, anyways, that's my mule tip for you guys. Let me know what you think about that. Um, tell me your thoughts. What do you think about that? Uh, you know, and does your mule think you're a liar or you're honest? I don't know. Maybe you don't want to type that on here. <laughs> anyways, but uh, I thought that was kind of funny. So, uh, I have one question, uh, one question that came in, and then I'm going to get to your guys' questions live on the video today, because I only have one. Uh, Debbie, she just barely wrote in, she messaged in on our TS Mules page. By the way, if you guys ever have questions, throw them on the TS Mules page, and we will put them on Mule Tip Tuesday for you, but Debbie, are you watching yet? Anyway, so hopefully she's watching. But Debbie basically said, she's working with a, a young mule, it's only been out on, a, on the trail a few rides, and the mule... Uh, what she described it as is very pushy, wanting to just stay with the other mules, kind of pushing, uh, like she said, kind of pushing through the bit and wanting to keep up all the time. And basically, sounded like the mules just ignoring her. Have you guys ever dealt with that? If you've dealt with that, once you hit the heart button, tell me if you've dealt with that before. A mule wanting to push. Um, very common, very natural. Also, you know, naturally, these mules want to stick with the herd, especially when they're novice, when they're new. That's normal. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Um, and I would answer that by saying I would rather be preemptive than reactive. First off, I'd rather be ahead of the game. So if I if I know um, that the mule's going to be like this, which this a young mule, you can guarantee it, folks. You can guarantee they're going to be pushy. They're going to want to charge to the front. I promise you they're going to do it. Okay. So I'm going to get that mule pretty busy on, on a ride, you know. And I'm probably not going to choose a ride where we just pound down the trail. I'm maybe going to go out, you know. I'm lucky here in Utah. We live in this little valley and we've got mountains all around us. So we've got lots of mountains to ride. Um, you know, in the valley we've got lots of sagebrush to ride in the wintertime. Anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in an area where we're not just headed somewhere, where we're not just pounding miles down the trail because that is no way to fix a mule with this issue. So I'm going to be ahead of the game. <clears throat> I'm going to get them busy. I'm going to be uh, doing some serpentines. One of my favorite moves for mules that want to charge, and this is this is very fitting if you do happen to be on a, a narrow trail or a trail that's really tight, a trail that you can't do a lot of stuff on. I like to do forward-moving ribbons. Um, some of you that have been to my clinics, a lot of you have been to my clinics on here, um, you guys know what I'm talking about. But basically, while you're moving forward down the trail, I'm going to do a forward circle, a full united circle. So I'm not moving the hinds. I'm not moving the front. I'm doing a united circle to the right and then back to the trail, and I go forward. When the mule charges again, I'm going to do a forward circle, a united circle to the left. 
and I'm going to continue that back and forth over and over. I'll go for miles. I'll go for miles. But um, it's just redirecting that mule's mind when they're really chargy. So, anyways, that's one of my favorite moves. If you got a little bit more room, see, like I said, that's one to do on a narrow trail. But if you got a little more room, I'd highly recommend a serpentine. The serpentine, that will get them to knock the crap off for sure. They will line out with a serpentine, and I'll I'll do serpentines for miles too. So, you, you but like I said, if you can be ahead of the game, that do you a lot of a lot of good. Um, the lady also asked along with that she said is lateral stops a good option when the mule is like that no stopping is not a good option when they are forward and they're charging like that the last thing that mule is going to want to do is stop you need to go with them it's like you know my mentors have taught me you know at first you go with the mule then the mule goes with you and then you can go together so that's kind of the order of how things work out, and so I kind of stick to that. But, anyways, Debbie, thanks for writing in. That was a really good question. Tell me what you guys think of that. I don't know what you think of that answer. You guys are welcome to comment and uh, start posting your questions on here. I'm going to scroll back here to the top and see. There's a lot of dang good people on here today. A lot of great friends. Good to see you guys on here. Um, I'm just looking for some. All right, Cassie from 45 Quarter Circle Mule Ranch. She says, uh, she said, loved your Learning to Learn podcast. Yeah, last night I put a new podcast out. I don't know if you guys, uh, uh, a new episode rather, um, called Learning to Learn. If, you, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, you need to. Learning to Learn, did it last night. Thanks, Cassie. Um, let's see. I'm just looking for some questions. You guys got a questions? Just holler. All right, Tracy Foley looks like a question here. All right, hey Ty, got stung by a yellow jacket. Spent the day with my foot in a bucket of Epsom salts and rewatched in the saddle. Picked up on a lot of things I need to work on. Oh, thanks, Tracy. That wasn't a question, sorry, but yeah, thanks, Tracy, and sorry about your uh, yellow jacket experience. All right, uh, Jared Mayer. Hey Ty, how do you tell when your mule is ready to have the first ride out on them? So, Jared, I assume you're asking, you know, by going out, like out on the trail, out of the arena, I assume, yeah? Um, Basically, when you feel like you can support the mule from where they are. Um, So, sometimes I take colts out on their second or third ride. Um, Sometimes I don't take colts out until I've rode them for a month. Sometimes longer than that. But I like to get them out. as as early as I can and as as early as I can support them basically Jared the main thing that I personally need going for me and this is for me not for you necessarily I'll answer that in just a second but for me I like to be able to roll the hinds if I can roll the hinds I can go for a a ride wherever I want I can go any place I like to go if I can roll the hind quarters Um, that's the most important piece to me on a young colt if I can do that, that's my foundation. Um, I don't need them to stop. I don't need them to move the front yet. Um, yeah, as long as I can move the hinds. Now, for you, Jared, it's it's what you can handle and how much you can support. Some people need a little bit more control than that. And that is totally and absolutely recommended. Get them as good as you can. Um, I'd say be able to go through my Mulemanship 1 checklist. If you guys don't know what that is, you need to come to one of my mealmanship one classes, all right? But basically, I 
I'd recommend you can do all those things. So long story short, move the hinds, move the front, uh, pick up a south field, stop back, ride on course on a loose rein, walk trot low. So um, I need to have those things going. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times on my first ride, I can do uh, a lot of those things, maybe not stopping back, but I can do uh, a lot of them things. So uh, anyways, Jared, it depends on you. Uh, also, you know, like my youngsters, I really like to – get them out and pony them and that makes the first ride out on the trail so much easier if you guys have ponied them out that is just it makes it just a piece of cake folks if you can do that so that's a good question jared thank you but i'd reckon most folks starting colts sometimes have better meals than been going down the trail for years so all right let's see what else we got here all right sean sean kobe good to see you buddy I'm worried that I'm going to be in over my waders starting a colt. Am I crazy to think I can do it with my skill set and your help? Sean, if, if I can do it, anybody can do it, my, my friend. Um, you know, and you can handle it. And this isn't what you're saying, but, you know, I kind of get tired of folks saying that they're too old to, to, to start colts. I had a good friend of mine, and she doesn't do Facebook. I wish she did Facebook because she'd be watching right now. Good friend of mine, she came out here, started a colt with me, 71 years old. Okay and just fantastic i had a friend here last week 74 years old working colts jerry might be on here i don't know i might see jerry on here um anyways sean you can do it man um colt starting is the easiest out of all of it the hard part is finishing them out in the bridle that is the most advanced and challenging part you know the cool thing about colt starting why i love colt starting is is it's like you know if you guys are into instant gratification you'll get it starting colts because you're like yay i got a saddle on i'm so happy i got them saddled you know yay i picked up a foot yay i got them to trot i got them to lope and you're so happy about all these simple little things where later on down the road sean you know four or five years down the road when you're in the hackamore and the two rain and trying to get him in the bridle and you're working on really advanced stuff Boy, you wish you can go back to those colt starting days because it's that's the that's the fun part. I love starting colts. That's my passion. I love starting the youngsters. It's it's a lot of fun. Sean, you can do it. You can do it, man. And I'm here to help you guys. Hope you guys all know that that I am sincerely here to help you. A lot of you guys have been to my clinics. You guys hear me say that at the beginning of every class. I'm here to help you. All right. Okay, DJ the Django Whitehorse. Um, hey, I've asked this three times now, and I'll try again. How do you get a young mule introduced to getting a shot? Um, DJ, uh, I I keep it really simple. Get them broke to lead to my standard, and you've been to my clinics. You know what my standards are. But get them broke to lead at a high standard so they don't push on you. Okay? Um, then just give them a shot. Um, I like them to where they're not flinchy. So maybe you, you work on getting to where you should be able to touch them all over. Um, I'd highly recommend the first time you give your mule a shot, you know, go down to the vet. All those vets have have uh, shoots, you know, vet vet shoots that you can put your mule in. That way, you know, uh, it's a safe place for them and a safe place for you. And uh, I like to just kind of tap the neck a couple times, just kind of tap until they're kind of desensitized, kind of dead to it. Then just give them the needle and piece of cake it shouldn't be a big deal um when i see it being a big deal is when a 
the animal is pushy and just obnoxious on the end of your lead rope, pushes you around, sticks their shoulder in you, that doesn't help you trying to give them a shot. So, uh, yeah, my main suggestion, get them broke to lead to a high, high standard. That shouldn't be a big deal. That's about all I do to prepare my meals for shots. All right, Celia. My 10-year-old mule has been doing obstacle challenges for a few years now. He does well until recently. We t we tied for first at a series show, and a couple weeks later, the host laid some flat rocks on the ground next to the teeter-totter, and now he will not step up on it. Also doesn't want to step on the big tires. He has become a big chicken. Forcing doesn't work. I get backing up and rearing. Help. Okay, Celia. Um... I'm going to tell you, you need to fix this outside of your challenge, outside of these, these competitions. Uh, the one problem about these competitions is a lot of times they either make you pass on it or you run out of time and they kick you out of the arena, which kind of sucks when you're trying to teach the mule. And to me, teaching the mule comes first and foremost, Celia. So I want to make sure that I'm doing a good job. My mulemanship is highest priority. So um, you're... You're saying that when you're asking for this, the, the mule backs up and rears. That right there tells you your problem. Okay, They're pushing on the back line, so your forward motion is your big problem. And I bet you probably have, um, just by what you've said here, I, I, I imagine you have prob some problems with transitions. Um, how are your transitions? Walk, trot, lope. And you might be thinking, well, Ty, what the crap does obstacles uh, what do transitions have to do with getting them to go on obstacles? You have a forward motion problem, uh, in my experience. Um, you know, uh, we do a lot of obstacles um, around here. I mean, every trail has obstacles. There's rocks everywhere. There's logs everywhere. So it's a constant obstacle riding out here. Um, I, need, I need forward motion. Forward motion. So I check on that. Uh, the rearing is most definitely a forward motion issue. You know, anytime... I see that word, uh, you know, or, or hear about a mule or horse rearing. That tells me that I need to work on forward motion. So, Celia, work on those transitions and get them awesome and get them accurate. You guys remember my four favorite words? Soft, centered, accurate, and punctual. So, Celia, you want to get that mule punctual. When you ask him to go forward, it needs to be now. Um but yeah, basically fix up that back line. Remember we've talked about keeping the mule centered and you've got those four lines around you. You've got a line in front of you, a line behind you, and on both sides, well, they're backing up and rearing. They're pushing on that back line. So tune up on that back line. Get them, get them those, those four words I just said. Okay? All right. Cool. Let's see what else you guys have for me. I appreciate your questions. These are some good questions today. You guys are getting on top of it. Uh, looks like we got, um, let's see. Oh, Kim says, forgive me if I've messed up, missed along the way. Are you still having the clinic at Natural Bridge in October? I know this COVID-19 has messed you guys up really bad. It has messed us up bad, but not enough to cancel the clinic at Natural Bridge. Kim, we will be there. We're going to be there for you. So are you coming? Are you, uh, you signed up to ride with us? I hope you are. We'll be there. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, if you guys got questions, throw them on there. 
um, Taylor um, Taylor says I'm looking at going to your Driggs clinic next month my mule is about 14 and was owned by a neighbor it took two full grown men to wrestle the bridle on him if he could be caught he's completely broken but can be ridden or packed uh, he and I have formed a bond I can catch and halter him no big deal but can't bridle which clinic would you recommend he be in? Uh, he's not green, so I'm unsure of putting him in the foundation. They would be okay. Which day would you recommend? So, uh, Taylor, you're asking about which class to be in. Um, I'd tell you to do the foundation class because, you know, when they're hard to bridle, they're pushing you. They're shoving you on the ground. Um, and if they're going to push and shove you on the ground, they're, they're going to do it in the saddle too. So the mule, I bet, has a lot of work to do in the saddle. So, Taylor, if you can, if you come to Driggs, I'd tell you to do the foundation class for sure. And then if you want to, do the mulemanship one class. You can do them both. A lot of folks do both classes. You're welcome to do that. Uh, folks often ask, hey, is that too much for the mule? And I say, no, it's not too much for the mule, but people sure get wore out quick. <laughs> All right, um, let's see what else we've got. John Hoffman, Ty, can I train for a smoother walking gait? Walking fast flat is shocking. Uphill is smooth. Yeah, you know, John, um, you've been to class with me, and John's hosting our clinic in New York. I'm looking forward to that, John. But, uh, you know, and I'll work with you, but that, that soft feel that we work on, uh, a lot of you in dressage know it as a half halt, but... Uh, the soft feel turns into collection and when you can get them collected and you can help them to carry themselves uh, that will really smooth out a mule um, uh, to a point you know some are just some are rougher but that collection really can smooth the mule out so we'll work on that John when we come to New York but that soft feel turns into collection alright let's see what else we got here you got some good questions. A lot of great people on here today. Jerem Olson, my buddy, just over the mountain. He says, Ty, a good stop. Jerem, are you asking how to get a good stop? Um, I assume. When I'm trying to build a good stop, I teach it one side at a time. So I teach him to stop on the left and then on the right. And then I put it together. So until I can get my lateral stops real good, Jerem, I don't work on a flat stop. So uh, get those lateral stops going nice, and I want them. I want them prompt. So you guys all, most of you know what a lateral stop is. Basically, you you're gonna roll the hindquarters, and you got your rein in position one. That's your rein right in front of your saddle horn. Your inside leg is in third gear, kind of back by your rear cinch, and you roll the hinds three good steps. Once you've rolled the hinds three good steps, Jerem, let off that leg, but keep your rein until they stop their feet and soften and flex and then you can release the rein and anyways what I'm looking for is the second I let off my leg and I kind of sit down and I quit being intentional about moving I want that mule to just stop instantly so I teach them one side at a time and uh, shoot before long you got them to where they're pretty punctual and then you can start stopping straight um, the other thing Jerem the best way to build a stop is to teach them how to go. The better you can move a foot, the better you can stop a foot. So I like my transitions to be sharp. Walk, trot, lope, up and down, shifting up, shifting down. It should be just spot on. And you get good transitions going, man. 
and uh, shoot, you'll you'll build good stops. The better you can move, the better you can stop. The other thing too, Jerem, is remember to go through the process. So I don't start working on stops like on any ride until I've done a bunch of lateral work. So even if I'm on a trail ride, man, I'm going to be rolling the hind, rolling the front a long ways, and then I'll start working on my lateral stops. And then I continue some more lateral work. Then I work on my flat stops. So anyways, I'll do lots of that, Jerem. Hope that's a, hope that answers your question. Anyways, that was a good one. All right. Well, let's see if what else we got here. Robin, I'm starting in cowboy dressage and notice June bug is slower in deeper ground than other arena I take lessons in. What could I do to help that? Oh, Robin, that's normal. You know, if you practice all the time and you got some pretty hard ground, they kind of get to where they move, and the deeper sand will slow them down. Um, you can leg them up, leg them up by uh, going over some trotting poles. So that's all it is, is just getting a little, little bit legged up, having to do. They, they kind of have to pick their legs up a little bit more, you know, going through some deep sand. So if you don't have deep sand to kind of work in, Robin, put out some, some trotting poles and uh, go over the trotting poles. That's easy. It's pretty simple so all right folks you've had some dang good questions today uh thank you so much for spending a half hour with me on every every tuesday i i love hanging out with you guys it's sure fun um i appreciate you being here and i love the questions if you guys can leave me a review either on our facebook page uh or if you listen to this later on the podcast uh, apple podcasts has a way for you to leave reviews. I'd love to hear what you think about these Mule Tip Tuesdays and uh, these suggestions. And Anyways, I'm sure grateful for all of you. Uh, we'll be here next week, and we're looking forward to it. So we, uh, I got folks here for a semi-private group clinic for the rest of the week, the next four days, and Sky has pizza waiting for me. So I'm going to go eat. So anyways, God bless you. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday, all right? <laughs>